This is David Alexander, head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. I'm Charlie Hanava, joined, as always, by the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, David Alexander and the Tigers are 3-1, and 1-0 and oh in district play, coming off a big 17-15 win last Friday over the Jinx Trojans. Coach, I know you've got another home game this week against right. Norman. Always good to be back in town, first of all. But just uh, tell me your, your big-picture thoughts on going over to Jinx and escaping with a win. Man, it was incredible. What a great football game. Uh, and it ended just like it should have, right, coming down to the last play. You know, one, even one play with no time left. Um. It's, it's a really difficult place to play. It, you know, it's a smaller, small-ish stadium, especially for 6A. You know, the crowds are right on top of you. It's just super, super loud. And uh, it was a it was a beautiful night. It was a fantastic atmosphere. And, uh, you know, they're out of the W is all we're really looking for. What do you tell your team after that one? Um, because, obviously, those non-district games, you had the message of, hey, you know, we're just trying to peak. We're trying to peak. Well, now they actually count. So how yeah. do you manage that versus – you know, where you were before. Well, you know, the message changes from, hey, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out who we are. Is okay, now we now we know who we are. We got to, but now we got to play clean. We got to play smarter, you know. Uh, you know, we, gosh, we just, we just every, every once in a while right now, we're still turning the ball over at the most inopportune times or, or you know, like the other night, muff a punt and lose 25 yards of field position. You know, we just, sometimes we just make it really difficult on ourselves. Just tell me a little bit, how the expectations have changed and the mindsets change when you go through, you know, because of all of a sudden, you know, you go from a season two years ago that kind of was below everybody's expectations. Right. And then you have a perfect 13 and 0 season and you're the right. state champions. And so how do you keep like realistic expectations in, in, in mind? Cause every team is different, but at the sure. same point, like, Hey, we know what it takes to get to the top of the mountain now. Right. So sometimes these things aren't going to cut it. Oh, Charlie, I love it. I love that the expectation level has changed. I, I, I love it. You know, there, there's people, you know, on uh, social media saying, you know, it's boring and this and that. And I take that as a huge compliment, right? Not that we're boring, but I take that the compliment of we're expected to win, right? Four years ago, right, there was no expectations of going on a, whatever you want to call it, a mini streak or, whatever against these the top teams in 6a I I think um, having the expectation expectation level change is exactly what we wanted that's what we sh- we started out trying to do right we tried you know tried to build something tried to build a championship caliber football team right and now you know now we want to now the next step is you know all everybody all the fans they want us to win with style points and uh, if we can win with style points by gosh we're going to win with style points if we can win 17 to 15 every week, by gosh, we're going to win 17 to 15. That's kind of what we were thinking about and talking about after the game just as we were driving home. You know, you think back to the last time Broken Arrow won at Jenks in 2015, and it was a, a wild game like that yes. last one, but kind of the roles were reversed. You know, it was Broken Arrow hanging on for dear life and scratching and clawing, and, you right. know, there was a kick return for a touchdown and all these big plays. And, right. and I don't think I'm breaking any news to you when that was a great win, but it was an upset as oh. opposed to last oh. week, you know, Broken Arrow was favored, favored. better team, most right. people thought. Sure. And, you know, it was kind of hang on for your dear life at the end, but the, it didn't have the same feel. And, no. and that just is like we talked about kind of a couple times this year. Yeah. It's just a testament to what's happened here when you start right. building something. It's it's exactly what it is. And you're right. The roles have changed. Um, 
you know, there's a there's probably a better than coin flip um, odds that we play have to maybe play Jinx again, right? And so the roles have changed. You know, we'll probably right have to play Union again, and right there, there's a there. Hopefully, there's a chance that we'll get to play Owasso again. So um, having the expectation level changed is just exactly what we want to do when we started off this deal. Um, it's fantastic because our kids feel it too, right? Our kids know that we're we're favored, and they know we're supposed to make the big big play at the end of the game to win it instead of holy cow look what we did we made a play to win a football game now it's okay hey we won the game I told our kids in the huddle after the game how proud I was of them and that the tougher team won and that's you got to be willing to play 48 minutes in one play and that's what what it took absolutely much more on the way on this edition of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib we'll look back at that 17-15 win over Jinx and more detail coming up in our next segment we'll also be joined by Senior safety Bryce Machoda in our player segment. And then, of course, we'll look ahead to Friday's home game against the Norman Tigers. Stay tuned. This is Broken Arrow Football. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanema and Coach Alexander back with you as we look back at the Tigers' 17-15 win over the Jinx Trojans to open district play. And we should also tell you that this Friday, the Tigers are back at home against the Norman Tigers. 7 o'clock kickoff at the Woodshed. You can get your tickets at Tiger Threads inside the main entrance of Broken Arrow High School from 9 to 5, Wednesday and Thursday. You can also pre-order those on GoFan.com. Coach, as we talk about this big win over Jenks, it was a wild one at the end, but let's just kind of start at the beginning. You got great field position after a, a punt that uh, I think was a punt block, right, on that opening drive yeah, there, and then right. you're at the 37-yard line, and you go eight plays. Kiwan Tolbert punches it in, and you're on the board early. Well, yeah, what a fantastic way to start the game. You know, Coach Holt, our special teams coordinator, uh, getting him back over here has made a huge difference. You know, we hadn't blocked a punt or returned a kickoff since he left. So getting him back uh, has made a big difference. He's blocked a couple punts now uh, in back-to-back weeks. And, you know, you always want to start fast, and there's nothing better way to do that than a special teams play. Your defense off to a great start. You block a punt, and the next drive you get an interception. You try and take a deep, a deep shot there, right. and um, the play hits. It's Keller to Dillard on a receiver pass, and then uh, somebody from Jinx just came and knocked the ball out, and you end up turning it over deep in the zone. Yeah, unfortunate. You know, I feel bad for Torrey. I mean, he's played so well. He's made so many big plays for us uh, in these first four games, and then to you know, have a fumble in back-to-back weeks now, uh, he's de- he's pretty down about it, you know. So it's hey, just back to fundamentals, Torrey, right? Know when, know when you're in traffic and know what's happening uh, because – Boy, what a great throw by Keller. Might have been as good a throw we've, as we've seen anybody make for, you know, this year. And a uh, little back shoulder throw to Torrey Dillard. And, boy, that would have been fantastic. Hold on the ball right there inside the 15. Those momentum plays can be big, but also, you know, credit to your defense for holding and, uh, you know, not giving up a big one right back. Jenks goes 13 plays, 77 yards, and has to settle for a field goal. But at least, uh, you know, he would have liked to get off the field, but – you held them from a big play, and right. you held them to three instead of six or seven. Yeah, we defended the end zone. Um, you know, this this defense is – we're still – spots we're trying to figure out how to get off the field on third down, you know, giving up some fairly big-sized third down conversions. But uh, the, the typical Broken Air Tigers here for the last few years, they play extremely hard, and they – you know, they don't worry about what happened on the last play. They just keep making the next one. We're in the second quarter now. You get a fumble – you got good field position deep in Jinx territory, and it's just one play, a massive 31-yard touchdown run for Kiwan <laughs> Tolbert. He breaks another one. 
That was one of the best plays of the year, I thought. Uh, yeah, boy, you know, having Kiwan back and um, having a, a veteran guy as big and as strong as Kiwan is, uh, he breaks tackles, and that's in our offense. You know, you're going to have to break tackles, and we haven't done that in the first three weeks. You know, we had those young guys carrying the football and not, you know, not having enough time in the weight room. But boy, Kiwan, uh, if you can turn a if you can turn a five yard or six yard run and break a second level tackle and go. Go score a touchdown. Those are huge plays for us. You said you weren't sure if we were going to have a guy with 30 carries like Noah was able to do game in and game out last year, but then Kiwan snaps off 31 <laughs> Friday, goes 158 yards, two touchdowns, 5.1 yards per carry. Um, is that the workload you'd like to see from him going forward, or is that just kind of what you needed in that game and, and it was working? Well, no, you know, there's two factors there. No, we 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 were prefer not to give him 31 carries, but there were two factors in that. One, we didn't early in the game, first half. We we're still talking about the second quarter. You know, defensively, we didn't get off the field on third down uh, consistently. You know, and then in the second half, uh, there were times when both our next two tailbacks going into the game, Corey Williams or Morion Horn, were held out of the football game uh, to be evaluated on the sidelines by our trainers. You know, uh, for injuries, so. You know, Kiwan was not only playing tailback in the second half, but he's playing corner. So um, there was just nothing to do but uh, play Kiwan and uh, not, you know, hold on the football and kind of grind out some first downs. Yeah, and a big credit to Kiwan there on defense too, because we watched him go down the field on those long drives in the second half, and then with Corey and Marion banged out, he'd be right back out there on defense. We'd be looking for somebody to spell him and. He'd be out there, and he'd be covering his guy. He would. And, I, you know, I've told Kiwan, uh, there's, there's several guys on the football team that I've told this to. I was not worried uh, at the end of the summer or the second half of the summer when we were working out with Kiwan's. Um, I didn't worry about his bench press going up five more pounds or his power cleaning going up five more pounds. He need to be in condition to, run, to play 100 plays in a football game. Second half, you guys kind of run into some offensive trouble. Um, Jinx gets a touchdown to make it 14-9, kind of a, a back shoulder throw. And, uh, credit that quarterback for for a pretty good throw. Yeah. I mean, with Estes having some height, he put that in a place where only his guy could get it, and he falls into the end zone, and it's fourteen nine, and uh, kind of have some interesting decisions after that. But uh, that, I mean, is is there anything you can do other than tip your cap to that throw? Really on that one? No, you know, um, the corner got beat off the off the line of scrimmage a little bit, but by the time the ball arrived to the receiver. Um, corner was in great position. Just, you know, at birth, that one was decided, you know, a six or seven inch height advantage. And, you know, with a, with a throw high to outside to a, a receiver that's six or seven inches taller than you are, there's really not a lot you can do if, you, if you've got good, fo- good, good coverage. So they go for two, don't get it. It's 14-9. Your offense puts together a 13-play drive, six minutes and 16 seconds off the clock, most importantly. Right, ends amen. Ends three points. Uh, at 17-9, a Tyler Crawford 28-yard field goal, and that was it came off of a, a five-yard penalty. So it's 17-9, uh, five-and-a-half or 5.05 to go at this point, and you're thinking, is this going to be a one-drive game left? Is there going to sure. be a couple drives left? You just never know. And right. Jenks ends up going all the way down the field, runs the clock out. Third down is, is weird. They're still sure. getting loose to the ball. It's all over the place. Clock's running, fourth down. Not even sure if they're going to get it off. They get it off, and they find uh, Malachi Penland, a guy that we hadn't seen much all, all right. game. I think he was probably the fifth or sixth option at receiver with their tight ends they were working in. Yep. And he's all alone in the middle of the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, completely wide open. You know, we had talked to you know one of the before the game what the keys uh, to beating Jinx would be, and one of them defensively was being able to line up to an empty set, right? No running backs, all the re- wide receivers on the field, and they they got us. They they 
they're typically have lined up with running backs in backfield and then shifted to empty. Well, they started in empty and motioned to empty strength on the other side, and and uh, we didn't get a line correctly, and you know we didn't we we blitzed a we blitzed a linebacker. We sent Campbell Yeager on a on a stunt and. Um, that vacated the middle of the field right there behind the defensive line, and quarterback made a good play, play because he was under duress made a good throw. And I guess I even got ahead of myself because fourth down, we were talking about the chaos. That was the one that ended up with the pass interference penalty. So then we've got sure. an untimed down, which is a whole other set of circumstances <laughs> in high school football, and the crowd's going nuts. And so that play happens. But then if you thought it was wild then, we were just getting started because right, it's 17 just, yeah, just warming up. <laughs> and now we've got a two-point conversion situation here straight into the mouth of the pride with how they had it set up in the south end zone, just playing right into the teeth right. of the Jinx offense. They bring the quarterback out in Wildcats, split him out as the far left receiver, and he's the one that flinches, Right. which is, as a coach, you got to be just going nuts. Uh, it's like yeah. if, if you're the quarterback <laughs> over there, all, all you have to do is just just don't fall down. Right. You know? Yeah. The, the only way that play, you know, why, why him jump off sides? You know, the only – they're not going to throw it to him, right? The only the play they can run with him out there is the, you know, the Philly special. And that didn't look like what they were going to do. Uh, you know, he just jumps off sides. Um, the, the, you know, you, I said it after the game on uh, one of the news stations. You know, you got to give the credit to the pride back there just freaking rocking and rolling and uh, playing Eye of the Tiger and the, and the fight song and – uh, it really confused the the Jinx offense. Yeah, so they backed it up five. They have this try for two from eight yards out to try and tie the game, force overtime, and there's you tell more confusion because the snap came either early or late or something. And either way, it was not when Cox was expecting it. It hits him right in the chest and, um, and all sorts of chaos. And you guys hang on for a win, right? And then Jinx, uh, then the, the Tigers storm the field, and Coach Alexander gets to smile through the handshake line with the Jinx coaches, and and uh, it was a great win. It, you go over there to Allen Trimble Stadium and come out with a win and put yourself uh, at the moment in first place in the district. You know that's what you're. That's that is one of our goals. We talked about it in non-district. You know those weren't goal games, even though you're trying to win them. This you know winning the district is a big goal for us. One other player we should talk about before we close the books: Darian Moss, twelve uh, and a half tackles and a fumble recovery. I mean, that is a huge game for anybody. Man, he has gotten better and better and better. He's so big to it for a linebacker. Uh, runs, plays great in coverage, and he brings some lumber when he hits somebody. Broken Arrow Tigers open district play with a 17-15 win. We'll take a timeout back with our player segment where we catch up with senior safety Bryce Machoda. After this, you're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rip Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Time now for our player segment. I'm Charlie Hanneman, joined with Coach Alexander, and Bryce Machoda is our guest, a senior safety for the Broken Arrow Tigers. Bryce, uh, big game in, against Jenks, uh, eight and a half tackles for the Tigers, and just kind of take me through what that was like, a wild atmosphere, just coming down to the wire and getting away with a big win. The atmosphere was like definitely like a struggling factor with communications, but... I would say that it was, like, good for us to be kind of put in that situation to help us, like, get used to that atmosphere. Right. Tests are important because, obviously, you guys go through different things throughout the season, and that, you know, that state championship game, there's only so many ways you can you can get ready for big games like that, and you just kind of need to play them and have experience, right? Right. Um, just tell me about 
you know, the atmosphere at that stadium because Jinx is kind of a unique setup with the tall building in the north end zone and the tall building in the south end zone. Some of them have a little more room, and Coach A and I were talking about in the last thing, and with the band, the noise can just kind of bounce back and forth. So um, it was obviously loud in the stands, but what was it like from your perspective down on the field? It was really loud, like, because the sidelines are all small. And as Coach A was saying, we had our band up on the south side, I believe, and that just helped us out a lot with the noise that they could create for us. Coach, you've seen Bryce yeah. starting for you since a sophomore as a corner, and then he moves over and plays safety the last two years. How have you seen him continue to improve? Uh, miles. I mean, miles and miles of improvement. Um, you know, when we put, the, we decided to put uh, Slusher and, and Bryce Machota out there at corners, sophomores, you know, we said, okay, man, we know you guys love football and you love Broken Arrow. Um, we're going to put you – in this place, we need you to go help us win. We're going to put you in a tough spot. Um, you know, we ask them to just play zone coverage and tackle well uh, and do exactly what they're supposed to do, and they both did that. And now Bryce has grown and grown and grown. He, without Bryce, we, won't, we wouldn't ever get lined up defensively. Um, he gets all 11 guys lined up. He gets them going. Um, and against a team like Jinx last week where they've got 75 formations and 30 different personnel groups, you have to have a leader. You have to have a guy on the football field that's um, getting the troops in the right spots. And um, Bryce has been doing that for us now for in the where he's in the middle of his second year getting us lined up and you know playing against Jinx and playing against these really really good football teams. We would really struggle with that Bryce Machota back there. Bryce, just compare this team, um, just the guys on it and the the mentality and the identity compared to the other teams that you've been on. Each team, I know, year by year, even you see this in the NFL, each year's team's got a little bit different vibe. Just change one or two guys or something different happens. And uh, just take me through this Tiger team compared to some of the other ones you've seen now that you're one of the veterans. I think um, this year our team's a little different with the, like, personality-wise. Because, like, there's a, there was a whole – Different characters last year, <laughs> like different personalities and everything. But I still think we have the same, like, mentality as previous veterans, as you would say. Would it be fair to say that this year's team seems a little bit more maybe business-like? You know, last year's team had some really big personalities. You think about, like, Gavin Potter and, and Noah on offense, and, you know, they were kind of not – necessarily in your face but they were loud and they were smiling and even you know D'Amico laughing around I mean he never saw that guy without a smile and, and this year's team seems like maybe more just we know what we do or and maybe that's the experience too just the veteran leadership more kind of lead by example is that does that seem fair yeah I would say like more business-wise and want to get our jobs done coach how do you think this team compares to previous ones I know ever you've seen I mean yeah. even when you played on you sure. know the Eagles each year's team just has a little bit different vibe no matter what you yeah. do even if everybody's the same yeah every every team is different and you know we've got I think we've got um six guys on this football team that have started for three years so we've got and we lost in leadership but we've got a tremendous amount of leadership but this group is you know let's go put our nose down and go to work you know instead of uh you know some of those guys last year come you know, dancing around out of the locker room for practice. And you're like, okay, are we going to really practice or are we going to just kind of practice? And they, you know, of course, last year's group proved that they were they could practice and they could play that way. Uh, of course, they drove Coach Alexander a little bit nuts, um, worried about Wednesday's practice. This group, you know, hey, they come out every day. Um, there's not a lot of rah-rah, but, you know, there's no ebbs and flows in the practice. It, every, every practice is um, we learn something, we get better, and uh, we go put it away for the night. Bryce? Tell, tell me a little bit about the mindset of being a state champion as opposed to trying to 
you know, win a state championship, you know, because obviously when you've got the gold ball, everybody's going to be gunning for you this year. You know, you're always going to get everybody's best game. You're not going to sneak up on everybody. So just kind of take me through how you guys approach the rest of the schedule, knowing that you guys really can't take a night off because somebody's always going to be bringing their best against you guys. I mean, I kind of like have the same mentality as I did last year. I want to win another state championship, especially at senior year. I want to go out on that note and leave like a legacy for the upcoming seniors that will be here next year. Real quick, just uh, tell us a little bit about you, what you like to do if you're not playing football, you're not practicing. What are you most likely doing at home? Sleeping. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of homework from my college classes that I'm in right now. What I'm are you taking a, over there? I'm in Comp 1, public speaking, and then U.S. History. What do you think uh, you might want to do or might want to study after high school? I like medical stuff. But like, I don't know any particulars. Sure. It's kind of broad. I like medical. And Bryce, is, Bryce was on the state championship wrestling team last year, too. Yes, that yeah. was going to yeah. be my next question. Okay. So, yeah. i just just curious. I mean, and Spav and I kind of talked about it in the game, but some of your tackles were straight up, you know, wrestling takedowns. You could, you could tell. So, just from your perspective, what does your experience as a wrestler do for you as a football player and vice versa? I think wrestling's helped me in football by, like, being able to break down and tackle, especially, and conditioning-wise. Wrestling shape is, like, tremendous, and I think that helps me a lot. And then for football, I think it gets me in, like, my body in shape, like, for wrestling. Because wrestling, your body gets tired. You're going hard for three minutes. But it's just it's a little different in some ways. You can definitely tell that uh, he's a talented kid just watching him play, Coach. Oh, my gosh, man. Bryce has left a legacy here. You know, he's going to – hopefully he can walk away with a couple of state championships and a couple sports. That would be that would be a huge um, accomplishment for anybody. Uh you know, get a couple team championships. You know, if there's an opportunity there for for Bryce to to leave his name big time on the on the walls of Broken Arrow High School. Absolutely, Bryce Machota is our guest on Inside Tiger Football, presented by a Rib Crib. He's getting twenty five dollars to Rib Crib just for being on the show. We'll take a timeout, Coach Alexander, and I will look ahead to Friday's matchup against the Norman Tigers when we come back. This is Broken Arrow Football. Hey, Tiger fans! This is Charlie Hanema. What if I told you you could raise money for Broken Arrow schools with just one phone call? It's that easy. Call State Farm agent Matt McCoy and ask about his Quotes for Good program during the month of October. Matt McCoy State Farm Insurance, 918-615-6634 or stop by at 81st and 129th in Broken Arrow. I've trusted Matt and his team with my insurance for more than five years now, and I know you can too. Quotes for Good from State Farm agent Matt McCoy. Final segment of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanneman and Coach Alexander back with you as we get ready for Friday night's game against the Norman Tigers. 7 o'clock kickoff at Broken Arrow Memorial Stadium. We'll be on the Animal with the pregame show at 6.30. You can also catch it on Aerovision a little closer to 7. Coach, um, Norman's been off to an impressive start schedule-wise. 4-0 and down there. Right. Um, number three in the Tulsa World Rankings, which right. you never think you would see. They're number right. five down in the Oklahoma Rankings, so depending on which one you look at. But... Uh, in terms of West Side teams go, this might be one of the better ones we see. Uh, a very good football team, especially offensively. Uh, you know, if you're if you're just comparing uh, rosters, right? They've got more kids committed to Division One than we do, and the quarterback's a great player. He's committed to Oklahoma. Uh, played two sports, baseball and football. You know, he's going to be a handful. I love what their coaching staff has done. They've changed up quite a bit what they did in previous years, and even though it's the same staff. You know, they're giving themselves an opportunity to win football games, and they've got some explosiveness. 
how do you prepare um, and make sure that you guys are still juiced up when you've had such a tough grind with the Wasso Union and Jenks back to back to back here, right. and, and then you've got you know not necessarily a, a lesser team, but a team that definitely is less known right. to your the guys. It's not something sure. that they're all juiced up necessarily to play. It's right. it's the next team on the schedule. So just take me through that mindset. Well, you've heard me say this, Charlie. And so the, this may be the first time for the, the radio listeners, but you've heard me say this a bunch, right? It's not who we play, right? It's how we play. Um, and so I think our kids have, have understood that now. Um, you know, it's about how we practice. It's about, you know, uh, preparing uh, correctly and getting our eyes in the right spot. So Sure, you know it's not the name recognition. You know it's not you know it's coach. It's not Coach Frederick and Coach Blankenship and Coach Riggs bringing their teams over here. Um, but you know we'll, we can put on film and say, hey, Norman Tigers pretty good football team, and and we still hey our goal let's go win the district. This is the next next uh, hurdle. We've kind of talked about style points and and uh, playing your best football and things to clean up. So just when you look at your team right now through four games, where do you still have the most room to improve? Well. Well, we, we have to do a better job on third down offensively and defensively. Um, it's been it's a little bit of a surprise. It's not what you would normally see out of the Broken Air Tigers. You know, um, our young quarterback needs to realize he's got a great football team around him. And hopefully the windows for his throws will kind of widen up now that we're not playing uh, some of these east side teams. Um, you know, when we, when we get a penalty and it's third and 12, you know, we have to be able to convert, you know, 40% of those, and we're not doing that. Defensively, you know, um, I think sometimes in the secondary right now we're playing, and and the, the second second level of the linebackers in the pass game we're playing a little um, tentative. Uh, you know, we're hey we're there, we're letting them catch the ball and we're making a tackle. You know, we're going to have to start taking some chances and going getting around and breaking that breaking some balls up and and getting taking a few more chances to get turnovers because we got we have to get off the field on third down. Coach Alexander, thanks for the time, as always. Of course, Charlie, man. I appreciate it. That's David Alexander, head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers. We'll be on the air with the pregame show for Norman Friday at 6.30, kickoff at 7. Love to see you out at the woodshed. For Coach Alexander and our crew, I'm Charlie Hanema saying good night from Broken Arrow. To listen back to today's episode of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib or to listen to previous episodes, podcast us on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Just search Broken Arrow Public Schools.